Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging in the back of my throat. The uvula! What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I doing, bro? Oh, you got the mask on. Because I'm wearing this mask to block out negative comments, bro, after last week's show, dude. Oh. It's been, they've been following me from uh, YouTube comments. Can you hear me all right? I think you should take it off. Yeah, I, we get it. But yeah, no, it's been bad. Bro. It's a real sour uh, comments from the episode with George. From you know, you would think a, a show about Christianity and love would spur just incredibly, you know, beneficial and benefacto, you know, comments yeah. and just just uh, devastated, yeah. devastated by by uh, by the last episode's comments. Well, Not really, well, listen, but there were th- they were there. We're, we're gonna get into it. Let's talk. Yeah, about it. we'll talk about it a little bit. First off, welcome back to Paulson, number one podcast in the world. Are we though? I think we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Oh, also go subscribe to uh, Impulsive Clips. That channel's popping off. Caleb, you're doing a great job. Half a million subscribers on the Clips channel. I always knew that was the in. Like Joe Rogan podcast Slay, obviously, but I watched the Joe Rogan Clips. Followed the model and the impulsive clips do numbers. Mm. That channel, I might put all my effort into that, that channel. Quit vlogging. Quit this even. <laughs> just do clips. Only do clips. And that's literally what your channel is. Yeah. It's just clips of you. Yeah. Just very optimized sec- sections of your speaking. You're just going to deliver exactly. those quick. Exactly. Do you think you like end up watching a full Joe Rogan podcast after watching all the clips? I've never done it. The only the only time <laughs> that I've watched clips. a full Joe Rogan podcast, listened actually, was uh, when I tried to hunt the coyote that killed Kong. And I uh. sat outside in my camo outfit and bow and arrow and just listened to Joe Rogan for two hours. And I'm not I'm not a audio like I I am a visual learner, so mm. I don't love just listening. I, I like I like seeing people I can match the face to their mouth and like remember them and their feeling and emotion in that moment. Anyways, okay, here we are back on a pause. So we we love you guys. So in the last episode, when the comments uh, <laughs> skewed in one direction, not in our favor, we tend to do one of two things: we either sit back and we listen and, and try to improve and. Take the feedback. Roast marshmallows. Roast, sure. Yeah. Or, uh, or the exact opposite. And, uh, you know, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, we, we seem to have pissed some of you off with how we um, interrupted George when he wanted to spare Hitler, the guy who killed over 10 million Jews I don't, I don't during the was... Holocaust. That was the guy that you guys are defending. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it was just that part. And so, like, I want to, I, I kind of want to pull up some of the comments, and I, and I haven't done it yet, which is terrible because I'm once again ill prepared. No, but I, um, I actually screenshotted some. Oh, oh, amazing. So, so we looked at some of the comments, as he mm. said, and this mm. is what this is basically the. I actually didn't. All right, listen, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, let him talk more. Stop non talking over George. Um, b- beyond pissed off at Mike and Logan for uh, how they interrupted George and didn't let him talk and combated him. George was the guest. 
George shouldn't have been treated like this. Logan and Mike were terrible in this. Really felt bad for George. This podcast was disgusting. Wow, we got disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, Mike and Logan's stupidity in this episode. Listen. Anything about me in there? You, they love you. Yeah, they you thought did, you were great. You crushed as it. As usual. Listen, I watched it back. I wanted to go back and look at this. And, and I think there was, a, there was a number of things that went wrong with the episode. And I also don't want to spend, I know you don't want to spend too, nah, too much three, time five on minutes, it. All right. George was uh, introduced as the guest for the podcast. We, we made a mistake. Uh, we are sorry. We, we fucked up. We are sorry. Here's what happened. We had a podcast that, that, that day. George was in the kitchen. We, we wanted a guest, a friend, anyone just to join us on the show. I mm-hmm. said, yo, you want to hop on the podcast real quick? And it was, it was difficult because we didn't treat him like a guest. We treated him like our friend on a boys only episode, which is what that was. Like, if you notice, I didn't really dive into George's life. I didn't have an intro prepared, prepared for him. George, although we, again, our fault explicitly labeled him as the guest was more of just a, a boy on our boys only episode. Boys only plus one. Yeah. I went and watched the episode back because I wanted to see exactly what happened. There was a lot of uh, uh, conversation in the comments around interrupting. Yeah. George went on a uninterrupted 15 to 20 minute rampage about Christianity, love, how he found you, how he lives his life through, through God, completely uninterrupted had, had guest privileges on a boys only episode. Um, and, and, I think what happened was the majority of the comments were based off of the last 10 to 15 minutes of the show where in, in, in my eyes, we very rightfully pushed back on something that we did not agree with. If you haven't realized by now, the impulsive podcast is one of differing viewpoints. We have conversations. We talk. If you thought we were going to let or have someone on our show, a friend or not a friend and steamroll us with their opinion as we sat by and got fucked in the ass. You probably haven't watched enough of the other episodes of the show to understand what happens here. We had a conversation. We did not feel like Hitler should be spared. Okay. Now George has his opinion. I love George. I love Christianity. I love Jesus Christ. I am still unconvinced that, that I wouldn't kill Hitler if given the chance. I'm sorry, (laughs) but, but we're not. And so, and so, I talked to George, by the way. I said, George, I don't know if you're feeling the same way as these comments are are are, are speaking. He wasn't. He wasn't at all. I'm sure you spoke with him as well. No, because he, he's, he's very emotionally mature. So he comes from a place of like, yo, let's settle this with love rather than uh, try to create a gap because we believe different things. Like, yo, again, I, I loved his take. I even told him, I said, I, that your uh, religious beliefs – help you uphold a very sound moral compass, very noble, mm-hmm. but telling me you'd spare Hitler is ludicrous. So commendable to me, again, it's a podcast. It's, it's about opinions and hearing different sides of the conversation. Commendable, but also fucking insane. So insane to me that it became laughable. It, it is, it, that, is, that is crazy. And mm-hmm. I told this to George. I, go, I, I said, yo, I'm going to address this again on the next episode in short. And I'm going to, I'm going to say like, I think that's the dumbest fucking opinion in the world, like religious yeah. or not. That's my opinion so much so that I'm going to poke fun at it because of how fucking stupid it is. It was hard for me to cross that hurdle. And I understand if, if you were on George's side and especially, um, if, if you are a religious person, how you wanted to hear George talk. And, you know, we always try to give our guests the benefit of the doubt. I think there was a, some lines blur between like him being the guest and, and, and his opinion and. 
the one thing I I, I want to make sure to say is that I did not I did not start a podcast so like what Mike said to to always cater to the guest. If the guest says some awesome shit, I'm gonna acknowledge it. If the guest says some ludicrous shit, I'm gonna make fun of it. That's what we do on this podcast. We're harsh. We're raisin. We're raisins. And uh, <laughs> and and I and I love the kid. And George walked away, and uh, we ended the podcast and. Had an amicable, amicable disagreement. That's all it was. Like, was. I disagree with what you're saying. Let's move on. I think it was also tough. You guys gave him a very extreme hypothetical that has no base in reality sure. at nope. all. Nope. What do Did you mean? He, nope. Did he gave it to us. Yep. Oh, he gave it to yeah. you? It was he introduced the point. Well, interesting. <laughs> and he, I mean, he kind of dug himself in a hole there, but uh, no, it's it's tough. That, that blurred line, like you said, of him not being a guest and conversations with George are so much fun and you guys, in every conversation we have in this house is some sort of, you know, you say something and then someone might entertain it for a second. And then there is, of course, the, all right, no, you're an idiot. Let's let's talk about how sure. this is ridiculous. Sure. Could I, like if, you said laughable. If I could go back and remove the last two times I pushed back to move on from the, like, tactically, were there a couple things I would do differently going back through it again? Absolutely. Very small stuff. But when I look back at the episode and its total value and the amount of good stuff that he got out, we had a great conversation about video games and their damage on the youth. I thought that it was a great episode, but I think the, as we spoke about, the very Christian people in the audience did not take too kindly to us no, pushing back. It's, it's, and yeah, it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. And we we totally get it. I, I, I will say this is not, to be quite honest with you, this is not the podcast where you're always going to hear the things you want to hear. I think I think if you are listening to any podcast where that's the case, like you've that's a miracle. If you found someone who you agree with everything they say, <laughs> find that person and marry them. Spend the rest of your life with that person. That's just not us. Like I'm always going to be true to myself. If that's not good enough for you guys, n- no problem. Again, maybe we should rethink the relationship. But again, I'm always going to be me, and I I love and appreciate the feedback. I just I, I refuse to be uh, steamrolled by the comments and the sentiment in the last episode. And it's going to be jokes, too. That's one more thing we could promise you. So I think I think that was another thing where we kept turning it into a joke so much. And we're going to keep on doing it. Like, if we have someone that comes on to talk about the proof they have that aliens exist, we are going to ask if they have proof that aliens have anal sex or not. That's the <laughs> fucking show we're on, dude. You know this. You guys know this. You know who we are. You spend hundreds of hours with us. We talk about dicks. We talk about <laughs> anal sex. This is the fucking show. So if it goes in, if Hitler gets brought up, we're going to talk about killing that motherfucker <laughs> at length and probably anally sexing him even. <laughs> it didn't even get as far as we wanted it right, to we go. Don't, we don't, we don't. <laughs> We're done. All right. We do have a lot to talk about on this show. I I, ha- I took so many notes this week. There's been a lot of things that have been going on. You know, my, 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 my life happens and I clock down things that I think. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, open and stimulate conversation. Have you ever seen someone do the Heimlich Maneuver? Has wow. anyone seriously ever witnessed someone do the Heimlich maneuver in a video, but not in real life? In real life, no, I'm saying absolutely not. Would you be prepared to administer the Heimlich maneuver? I could probably bullshit it and make something up. I think you could break ribs if you do it incorrectly. Really? I'm sure, but you you got to take that chance, right? Do something. We almost had to do it on Josie's dog. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. It's That's a, a whole it's a doctrine. It's a doctrine. I don't think Dachshund? Dachshund? It's a Dachshund. It's a wiener dog. Why don't you call it Paler? Have, right? have you ever been prepared <laughs> to give a wiener dog the Heimlich maneuver? I mean, I'm, I like to imagine that I'm prepared for anything, but not that. <laughs> not <laughs> that, dude. Where That's. Huh? I think what you. I think you. Here's, I was, here's what I came to my conclusion because this dog was choking on some sort of treat we gave her. I f- would flip it over on its back. And then, no, you do like two fingers. Because I'm, I'm CPR certified. I took a CPR class <laughs> for half a semester in college to get the credit. Yeah, so fucking what? I took the easy way out. Good but job. I know CPR now, so who, who's the joke? So you do you do two fingers on top of another two fingers, and you, and you just slightly No, that's CPR. That's like, that's <laughs> not the Heimlich. Oh, yeah, 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 what are you going to do? You're going to do the Heimlich on adoption? Yeah, dude, you just yeah, stick your yeah, finger yeah, down its throat. It's a dog. You no. got to like, you got to, if you have to be forceful, you have to get whatever. What was, what was the dog choking on? I don't, I don't rubber know. chicken foot? I don't know. Who put the rubber chicken foot there, Logan Paul? Probably the dog. Okay. Because I, I sure as hell didn't put it there. You didn't put the rubber chickens in the house? I didn't put it down the dog's throat. Okay, well, the dog started chewing on it. Whose fault is that? You'd be smarter, dog. Accountability. I don't know, man. Were you? Were you? Mike, there's, you know, there's, there's ways to get around this kind of stuff, but there's something in the house you know about this. The people, places, things. What if you have the wrong things in the house? No, I, I hear you. Were you Were you prepared to... to- Slam the dog over the back of a chair, yes. If, if I needed to. If okay. I absolutely needed to. In his sternum, yeah. Would you do mouth-to-mouth? With a dog? Uh, res- like, that one's Okay, tricky. once again, because it's not recessive. It's not CPR. It'd be mouth-to-snout, just to clarify. Mouth-to-snout. Right. Okay, so the Heimlich Maneuver is all about applying a, a level of force like a, underneath the rib cage. Under and up. That's under the, and up, right? You could you try Could you try getting behind it with two of TikTok fingers oh. like this? And pushing wow. hard yeah, with the TikTok she's fingers. like a little, you know, like, have you ever uh, seen uh, Sausage Link? Sausage Link? Yeah, sure. Delicious. Sure. Squeeze them. And you just have to do that with the dog. Yeah. You just kind of like. <clears throat> yeah. I think I just, middle. this is just, I, I bring it up because like someone mentioned that they saw someone actually like perform the Heimlich in a restaurant mm. and the projectiles fly out. Fast. At, at velocities unbeknownst to mankind. And uh, I just thought it'd be interesting. Because if, if you're, you know, in a situation where you need to do that, so much choking, you should be prepared. I'm going to put a link in the description of this video where you can learn the Heimlich maneuver. On dogs? No, on dogs. On dogs. Is, can you, why don't you just Google dog Heimlich? Yeah. And that, it, it, pull up the answer nah, pretty quick. Do we have like an ambassador code for that link, by the way? You get like, 15% off your, <laughs> Heimlich. your hi, education. The Heimlich maneuver. 15% off the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> We're going to sell it to you. Uh, have, you heard, have you heard Cardi B's uh, song WAP? Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song WAP. It had the one with Kylie in it, yeah, in yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah, I haven't one. heard it. You haven't nah. heard I, I almost, <laughs> I'm going to pause this episode right now and show Mike the song and get his reaction real time. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's awesome. How? I love right? it. Bro, when I was, when I was young. And Fergie's song would come on. Uh, How come every time you come around my London, London Bridge? Run? I was like, I was like, what does it mean? Is she trying to say something sexual? What London Bridge go down? What the songs nowadays are so explicit. They're so just specific. Oh, she's saying exactly what she uh, wants. I, I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. The uvula. I'm gonna give a. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. Okay, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I want. I'm gonna give a weird uh, reaction to this that you're not expecting. Okay, I'm not. That mad because I grew up with Trina, Lil Kim, yeah. Ludacris. Okay. Like, but but even with them, it wasn't this graphic. And so, and so when I when I look at the when I look at the I want you to park your Big Mac truck in my little garage line, 
Like when I look at like I do a that Kegel, seems like I do a Kegel while it's inside, spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. Okay. Like so mad it, res- like first off, wow. fuck yeah. Finally a woman's saying what she yeah, wants. Fuck you know? Yeah. But it seems like a it seems like the right trajectory for what the rest of the world has done anyways. Yep, okay. Yep. And so like and so like I'm actually not that surprised about it. Because like, you know, like back in the day, like people would watch softcore porn and they would be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Now the shit you could see yeah. is fucking insane, yeah. is insane. And so like, yeah, music is just a reflection of the culture and culture is a reflection of the music. And so I'm not mad at Cardi right. or Megan the right. Stallion about it. I think it's, I think it's right where we're at. They're it's right where we're at. It's crazy because like am- me, 25 year old man who does all these things. That yeah. I, like, I, oh, I do far worse. Far I do worse. far but worse. I'm, I'm even bro. listening. I'm like, I'm like, holy fucking shit! Can you imagine if you were an eight year old listening? See that's to- see that's why, and uh. and it br- and it brings back that conversation that we used to have when we were kids, where our parents were like, "Yo, I don't want you listening to that shit." It, 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 a lot of things in this world come down to parental responsibility and 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 watching over your kids. Mm-hmm. If your kids, if you catch your kid at eight years old listening to Cardi B and Megan the <laughs> Stallion. You better whop that motherfucking kid on the side of the head, dude. I used mm. to I used to like, be so fucking respectful with Josie. I would be I, like seriously, just like if I wanted to, you know, make a move, I start kissing her forehead, maybe make my way down to her neck and then, you know, that's how I would get get it going. Now, I just sitting in bed and I like look over, I'll just be like, "Hey babe, can I touch that little dangling thing that's swinging in the back of your throat?" Yeah. <laughs> with, with my penis. I mean, you got. I have to. I have to say, you know, the culture has has changed. Me. Oh, it's shaping you. That's what, wow. That's what I'm I wonder saying. if uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> you think OnlyFans will get a royalty cut on how many times that song plays in the background of some of the content that's good served? It seems like that's why they're making this music now. It seems like they're just making this music for the OnlyFans girls. And from what I heard, Cardi may start OnlyFans. That's a wrap. Nah, she's bro. A wrap. What she's doing? I already looked into this. Oh. She's doing uh, addressing any rumor that's spread about her on OnlyFans. But nonetheless, so, she would have an OnlyFans. Well, technically, yes. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. a ra- that's a wrap. She that's will a be the most paid OnlyFans girl in, in the world, and that's a that's a pretty hefty title to have. But, but I'm, not, I, I, I'm not mad at it, dude. Like I, I, for me, it was it's always something. Is it gonna is it gonna be sex? What's it gonna be? I, my first album that I ever bought. I bought two on the same day. I was in Washington, D.C. on a school trip. My parents mm. weren't with me. We took a class trip to Washington, sure. D.C. I touched my first boob on that trip. Great trip. Yeah. Great trip for boob touching, yep. for all that kind of stuff. But but the first thing I did when I got to the mall was I went to the FYE for your entertainment. It was a store that oh, sold compact discs. Thing. Yeah, oh. And I went in there and I bought Blink-182 Dude Ranch mm. and Eminem, the Slim Shady LP. And I listened to Eminem, the Slim Shady LP, and on the cover of that album, there was a huge Viking and cracked in half with a face <laughs> on it. And I got a lesson on narcotics, nice. psilocybin mushrooms, taking too much acid. Mm. And as soon as I listened to that album, I started doing narcotics, no. taking psilocybin mushrooms, and doing too much acid. Seems bro. like you needed some parental guidance. Maybe more, but what I'm saying is there's going to be some... There, I'll just use the number 18 year old girls for this part of the conversation. There's going to be some 18 year old girls <laughs> listening to that music yep. that are going to want a fucking big Mac truck backed up into their little garage yeah. and mm-hmm. the dangly thing in their throat touched by a doo-wop a one credit beard wetter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like these girls are, well I, it's a lot of responsibility, man. Conservatives like Cardi, are pissed, bro. Read the headline. Really? Conservatives fight the ban. To ban Cardi B and Megan the Stallion over WAP songs. Straight no, up, just like, that's can, censorship. How can you do that? 
Yeah, but surely I guess I, I the question is this: Where's the line? There's like a line on on uh, porn, right? You have to be 18 or over to enter the site. Mm. Yeah, it's, but it's just it, words, yeah, right? But, Freedom of speech. So okay, is that the the argument? I don't know. There's I don't a, know. There's is like, that, will will a nine to ten year old browsing Spotify? Oh, she can listen, listen to, to it. Yeah, absolutely, no, there's no, no, she absolutely yeah. will hear it. So you think mm. that this is almost like verbal porn? It is. It, it is. is. This it is. Verbal, is. This is absolutely. But is, the, it, is it? Is it? Is it bad? Well, I don't fucking know. Here's the issue I find. I obviously can't say anything about anything they're saying because obviously have had relationships and have a relationship now with a girl who does the things visually on screen for all to to see or you know yeah. she used to do that yeah. and so i can't i'm not going to sit here and judge anybody but the the difference there is you generally have to go through some sort of uh gate age gate to get Usually, into these programs what, and, and well the kids do it yes but at least people are practicing responsibility to try to make that stop and then the other even bigger thing is because of that role that she played in the past she is debilitated and 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 uh unable to take part in big brand opportunities that would promote her to the masses now this is where it gets tricky because cardi says the things that adult stars do and Mm. they're and they're basically talking slash doing the same thing but cardi will get a, a million dollar pepsi contract yeah and pep and and we'll be sitting there drinking Pepsi on national TV. Lana Rhodes ain't on national TV because she did some nasty shit. Mm. The same shit that Cardi does and did in the past. She was a stripper. She did all the same kind of things and and turned tricks. She's talked about all that. But Cardi will get a a ten fifteen million dollar contract from a from a big brand. So so where does the bleed through stop? I guess that's what I'm asking. That would Maybe, be up to the the music sites, right? To I I, I think so. I mean, it, it is a good question. It really is. Oh, this is like having a rubber chicken foot in the house. In if, a lot if, of ways? Yeah, lot of you know, ways. If, if you have that rubber chicken foot, in, or the rubber chicken, and the, the dog comes up and starts chewing on the, the chicken. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Is it the person that brought the chicken into the house, or is it the dog's fault because they didn't know better? They just wanted to chew on the toy. That's like the same thing here. Yeah, what came first, the rubber chicken or the dangly thing? In the back of your throat. Back of your throat. Actually, yo, speaking of swingy, dangly throat things. Mm-hmm. And backing up Mack trucks. Is your Mack hey. truck running out of air? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> if not. you love sex, you love BlueChew.com. BlueChew offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. BlueChew.com affiliated physicians work with you to find the dosage and active ingredients that is best for you, and they can work faster. The chewables from BlueChew can be taken on a full or empty stomach, and the online physician consult is free, so it is cheaper than those other two. It only takes a few minutes to connect with the BlueChew.com affiliated physician, and if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at a pharmacy, and they ship directly to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and they give you confidence in bed every single time. You and your partner will love it. Chew it and do it. Got a great deal for you guys. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code LOGAN. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOGAN. I actually... Watching Neil deGrasse Tyson. By the way, I need him on the podcast. Yeah, what's the whole? I, I watched. Uh, he 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 told me on Instagram what what came first, chicken or the egg? The rubber chicken or the rubber egg? Guess. Anyone know? Rubber chicken versus rubber egg? No, chicken or the egg? Which oh. came first? The age old <laughs> the age old uh, tale. Hmm. I gotta assume the egg, man. You're uh, right. You're right. I mean, how else would the, right. the chicken have been birthed? Yeah, you're right. But the thing is, the thing that laid the egg wasn't a chicken. Right, it was a different animal. Yeah. 
because right. of genetic mutation right. and you know evolution, the scientific. Yeah, but fact then you take it even smaller and you get to like microorganisms night, and what night, came first. Now you're the... talking about things I don't know because <laughs> Neil deGrasse didn't tell me on Instagram. He just said egg. It's it, I've clicked on. It. I got headlined. Was it the world record egg? How's that nice. thing doing? Yeah, I don't think it, I think it's I think it got replaced think by got, like the world record chaps. I think it got like scrambled. Oh, I think that no. egg full full through and through. You got something on the Neil deGrasse? I wanted to hit this Nelk thing. Oh sure, yeah, that's all I got. Um. Canadian pranksters, this is an article from, I think it's the Toronto Star, but we'll call it the Star. Canadian pranksters, Nelk, have millions of young followers. Their dangerous decision to party during the pandemic is good for business. This is an article that came out, uh, looks like, is that today? Yeah, it came out today, Monday, August 10th, uh, by Ted Fraser. And it kind of got a little bit of steam going on Twitter. And I read it and I started thinking about the idea of being uncancelable with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uncancelable. Is anybody uncancelable? Okay, yeah, so like, sure. so like, for example, like, let's let's turn back the clock a little bit to the days of Jackass, right? <sighs> where that, where like their whole brand was was stapling each other's nuts to the wall. <laughs> And doing too much cocaine and driving fucking drunk. And they got the consequences of that stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't via the cancel culture. Ooh. Can you be on? Unca- so, okay. So like the quite bringing it back to Nelk, like these dudes don't give a fuck about the sponsors. They don't mm-hmm. give a shit. The, uh, be- between us three here and for no one else to hear these dudes are making more money than anybody else on fu- like i don't even want to fucking get into these fucking numbers they are disturbing Large. how much fucking money Real these massive. kids make disturbing no sponsorships no no youtube ad revenue nothing and they don't care so the question is is like this dude writes this article uncancelable what's the point nice try what's the point here's here here's here's what happened some people are like this okay you're gonna lose this battle Ted Frazier. I'm not sure why he did it, but you're going to lose a battle because the only people who give a fuck about this are the people who don't give a fuck about Nelk. So sure, you can get them to turn or, or agree with um, your article here, but unfortunately, Nelk's audience does not give a single solitary fuck. They love it. They actually. love it. This, this is their brand. So so in, in a way, you're actually aiding their entire uh, mission here. And also... They're, they're the Nelk boys. This is where it gets difficult. You want to get like tactical? Yeah, they're, they're the Nelk boys. So <laughs> immediately when you try to cancel them, it, they're diluted. It's not a single name. The Nelk, uh, you, you can't, it's hard to ca- try to cancel and completely wipe out an entire entity. A click. I don't even think this guy's trying to cancel him. He, uh, he put quotations around dangerous as to say, you know, oh, maybe, maybe he just wrote this article as like a, a little piece on how it's, no, good for it's not. I, I read through it. It's oh. good for it's good for business for them, but it's it's just, you know it's a whole thing. But the cruise actions during the COVID nineteen pandemic, which included organizing packed protests uh, within the U S., are being criticized by fans who want them to set a better example. So, so actually, there is a small group of the fans. I read through this one eighteen year old from Halifax. 
uh, says a large part of Nelk is not listening. I don't know if they're going to, uh, if they're ever going to be people who follow the rules and I don't know if it influences me, but I think it's kind of dumb. So there's some people in inside the group that actually interesting, interesting. want them to, to practice some stuff in a little bit of a safer way. I think we need people like the Nelk boys to make strange decisions. Like with, I mean, they do some crazy shit, right? You need to have an example of something that you see in the world that you maybe don't want to do. So they're kind of, they're doing this full send life so they can do whatever they want. Right. And then mm-hmm. people on the outside, that kid says he doesn't know if it influences him, but he doesn't think it's a good idea. Right. So now he gets to see them doing this and he decides, all right, that's not for me. I think what they're doing is dumb. He, I'm going to go the different or the other direction. The the deal here too, is that this is a, a indicative too of the new transparent and, and honest influencer that I've, we've always talked about on this show. They're not not wearing a mask or or throwing a party to make a statement. They're doing it because in their real lives, they're not wearing masks and they're going to parties. Yeah. So this their their content is just a reflection of what they're doing. They are uncensored. They are they are honest about everything. And so they're not doing it necessarily to say fuck you. They 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 clearly have their own beliefs as to as to what should happen. And so where where is the line drawn where someone can show one person can show their beliefs and those are positive always wear your mask don't go to parties and then someone who doesn't follow that same belief set has to be should be treated differently and shouldn't have the ability to promote their belief set so you're saying where is the line between someone creating a false image of themselves on the internet to get uh attention as opposed to someone who presents their true image of themselves and doesn't care about the attention right. but is still reaping rewards. Right. That it's kind of like that Jake conversation we mm. had. Yeah. Like like uh shout out to the creator for being as authentic as possible and honest with their audience. Well Logan, you're doing this, right? You just had a comment on Twitter about Instagram, right? Uh you're starting yeah. to care less. You said you don't care so much about the uh the numbers that you're getting, but you wanted to start posting content that you want to share, right? Bro, as influencers, you're born and bred to try to get maximum engagement because that's what gets you brand deals and that determines how relevant you are. But also, again, I've been doing this shit for six years, not really. Mm-hmm. Like some of the most relevant people on the planet get two, two, one to 2% engagement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed they they don't get, some of them don't give as many fucks about what they post. Like here, here I am posting once every at this point, month? Uh, no, you don't. Uh, you just don't create for Instagram. No, you create and, and then I, and, put and, content and, onto Instagram. Right, and I, n- I never had an Instagram uh, privately in in my mm-hmm. private life. The first time I made an Instagram was because I was already big on Vine, and someone's like, "Yo, you should do this as well. It'll be okay. good for business." I was like, "All right, cool." And so I just had a a hard time posting high quality, entertaining, fun pictures every single time. Like, bro. I'm, I think I'm just gonna start doing more laid back lifestyle stuff, like like Rogan does. I, I might take well, just your your him. life. You can look at it as an artistic expression platform, or you can look at it as, as just these are my memories. This is my my timeline of my life and some yeah. captured highlights that yeah. I wanted to share with people so that they could see what I'm doing. That's what I think I'm gonna do. Because I, I honestly, honestly, I also reach a point, a pivot point in my life where I feel like my brand is slightly evolving. Okay, uh, explain more. I'm not sure I can put it into words because I haven't really like gotten to the bottom of it but how would you put it into sounds mm-hmm. this podcast sucks <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like that explained a lot because because you know basically what i got from that sound that you you orated from your from your dangling thing in the back of your throat 
was that uh, was that you have more Logan Paul, you know, and that's and that in the past has been your channel. But listen, there's uh -huh. always, there's there's been two approaches. There's this approach where every shot needs to be this highly produced, well lit, aesthetically pleasing image that fits in with the rest of your tones. That's on where your I'm page. at. And and it's that's limiting. and that's and that's great, but it is limiting. And I yeah. also think that it does slightly take away from your ability to show your actual personality because it, mm -hmm. because then it's more of a brand statement. Yo, this is my brand. This is what I do, yeah. right? And so Rogan, Rogan, I mean, he'll see a fucking article online that he likes. He doesn't take a, a screenshot of the picture, crop it, say link in bio to read the article. He just posts the picture of the article on his Instagram feed. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. here's an article I found. That'll be the caption. And people will be like, you know, and, and his engagement's pretty solid, dude. When it's he, not when he, here's the thing I also noticed: like engagement. What the fuck does that mean? Who cares? Yeah. When he posts a picture of himself that slaps, or like with a guest, or some awesome uh, moment in his life, that's when the engagement skyrockets. When he posts a picture of what, what he eats for dinner, it's like okay. But then again, who get who cares? Do you want to do you want to know why I think people care about engage? Okay, so at the smallest level, it's a it's a it's a dick swinging contest. At the, sure, at the smallest sure, level. Sure, so sure. when you go to high school and 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 uh, Veronica is getting more likes than you, and Veronica has more followers than you, it's a it's a it, I guess it would be dudes if it was a dick swing contest. <laughs> so it, you know Jeremy from the wrestling team is getting more likes than you. You know you're like fuck, dude. I want to get this engagement up. As we started to build branding, you know entities. For me, it was always like, yo, I want to protect my Instagram engagement in in the event that I want to do brand work here. Sure. Dollar Shave Club reaches out, which they do all the time, or this person reaches out. And in all honesty, like Instagram just ain't the monetization platform that it once was. They're, the dollars aren't coming in through Instagram anymore. I think the brands- Depends who you are. There, there's, uh, some people do big deals on Instagram, absolutely, and some brands still spend money there. But I think the smart brands- have found that from a storytelling and engagement and conversion standpoint, that longer form YouTube storytelling is mm -hmm. the place to be. And so as you see the majority of the, or maybe not even the majority, but as you see a lot of the money going to YouTube and, and, and I think it's changing the way people treat their ancillary channels. And the reason I bring it up is because once I started getting YouTube ads, selling my own clothing, very similar to you, YouTube, you know, your own mm -hmm. brand deals, mm -hmm. clothing, so on and so forth. The ancillary channels that don't make money became less of a burden and more of a personality place. Yeah. What like what are you protecting your engagement for? On I Instagram? don't know. I don't know. There's That's no the reason. I have no idea. I haven't done a brand deal in ages. That's what I'm saying. So what the what am I doing? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You've just been limited. You haven't seen that you can do something else, and now you've seen it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I swear to God, I'm gonna start posting pictures of God knows what a good dinner that I had. Just, just share things that what you I, actually care to share with someone. Here's here's one. Ready. I fuck with coconut water, heavy. I can almost not go through my days now without coconut water. Plasma. What if I what if I post a picture of the drink that I drink that's coconut water and I say, I'll do I'll drink this because it makes me feel great. But now why are you sharing? I don't it? fucking know. Like Here's are you just sharing it because now you're like, I want to just share random bullshit in my life? Or like know. you don't have to do that. I don't know what was, what like, if that what if that advice help someone they're like oh sure I mean, you could share will, whatever will. you want you could post a million pictures on instagram instagram a day it doesn't really matter but, but that's what twitter's for that's what twitter's hey, for here's, here's something yeah. to keep in mind when you, when you're about to post a photo and, and kind of <laughs> my, last, my last thought on it if you if you go back to the root of instagram the, another reason why people share aesthetically pleasing well-produced well-lit photos is because it's a photo sharing app and, oh. and and the quality of your photo 
or video is mm-hmm. in some way representative of your brand or the person that you are. And so, yo, in a lot of ways, Rogan is a aged, weathered, rough and tough guy that that clearly doesn't give a fuck very much about the lighting or any of that stuff. You and then at the end of the day are a high production vehicle for for high end storytelling. Yeah. And so and so in a lot of ways, I think your Instagram feed, the aesthetics you use is in is is representative of the brand that you carry in other places of your life. So wow. it's it's we might just be back right at the beginning. beginning. I may, exactly. I may not no answer. Exactly. Single thing that I do. <laughs> Mike, you did drugs for a while. Long time. Nobody, yeah. nobody on this channel wants to hear that story ever again. <laughs> uh, but if you do, you can buy the fifth vital available Great on book. Amazon audiobook. Great book. Uh, but I was going to ask, uh, I went to a little soiree yep. this past weekend. And our, maybe this, I don't know what it was. But uh, I was wondering why people are so adamant on getting you to do their drugs. Do you know? I swear mm. to God, do you know how many people come up to me at parties and go, yo, you want to bump? You ever heard the old adage, misery loves company? Is that it? In a way it is. It's not, it's not, and it's not always misery, but it's like, it's like, okay, somebody's doing something bad. They want other people to do bad stuff with them. To, they want to, wh- they, why? It, it's, it's, well, first of all, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about Coke, right? Okay. So, okay. So like, but uh, so often, like, no, I don't want your fucking drugs. If I wanted drugs, I'd ask for drugs. There's a number of reasons. If you were the kind of guy that did Coke. Okay. And some new kid said, like they do, holy fucking shit, that's fucking Logan Paul <laughs> in the bathroom. Man. Like after he does a fucking rail of some hurry up, dude, right? Some fish scale shit. And he sees you. He's like, yo, if if Logan Paul is a sniffer like I am, me offering him a bump of, of this pow pow is going to get him to like me. He's going to like me. Oh. Drugs are a currency oh. at the end of the day. And a currency for money, for respect, for sex, for all kinds of fucking shit. Temporary happiness. Uh, yeah, and to, whatever, right? And so if he comes up to you, that's usually in the celebrity sphere, a non-celebrity will offer a celebrity drugs as a way to, to, to break the ice and, and to, be cool, to be a cool guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, like I got some really good shit. You got to try, man. Now, unfortunately, in your case, it actually works the opposite because I, you're like, yo, like, cokehead, stay the, the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. What about me when you look at me makes you think I want to do drugs? I don't want your drugs. The mullet. Unless you're offering some dope drugs, but I'm not going to do coke. <laughs> Coke's the worst drug, by the way. <laughs> Ever. Just, just, just to I've let never, you know. I've it's, never it's, done it's, it, but... It's, ter- <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, pe- people... People love it as a combination with, with fucking alcohol and like, you know, say, say what you want about it, but I hate that fucking drug, dude. Any drug that produces that massive of a come down is something I want no part of. Like, bro, the anxiety ridden nature of the night as you come off of cocaine and you realize the, the barren, desolate place that you are in as you lay in your bed with <laughs> filled with anxiety and stress and just just it is the worst fucking feeling. And honestly, like MDMA and 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 Molly is very similar. It's it's like imagine just your room fucking, you know, you're you're spinning, you're sitting there in a puddle of sweat and you can't sleep even though you know your body's tired but you can't sleep. Those are terrible fucking drugs. All drugs are bad, kids. Don't do any of them. Yeah. Good job, Mike. I don't know. I just added that in at the end. I'm not really the kind of person to tell people to or not to do drugs, but understand the consequences. That's that's, <laughs> that's one thing fair. I will happily say. Do whatever the fuck you want, but understand how badly it will go. Yeah. And then when you do those drugs and then you're all up and then you come down, like Mike just said, what do you do to fix it? 
typically you put that Band-Aid on of another bump or another Absolutely. sniff, and then that's when you get in a bad cycle and end up 36 living in a house full of young YouTubers. people. <laughs> 35, you know. You added an extra know. And then you have out. to write a book just to get out of that hole. <laughs> well, the worst part about it for me was if you're a true addict like I was, you don't you, you stop dealing with the come down at all. So as soon as I'm done oh, doing you just coke keep going. for the night, no, you layer in the opposite effect. So as soon as I'm done doing coke for the night, I just break out the Xanax bars oh, and God. start sniffing Xanax bars because then you never have to experience the come down. This is not a recommendation. This so, is just okay. a story from are my you, life. Are they like sister dr- like they go hand to hand like coke no. Zanny? No, they go the don't opposite. Mix uppers and downers. No, 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 yes, but, don't I, but do I'm do saying I'm, I'm saying is it a tendency for drug addicts if they do coke to then do Xanax? These are legi- I'm talking about the legitimate the, dark the real alley ones. addicts. Okay, yes, well yes. cuz like I've I've iterated this before. My little bout with uh, marijuana when I became a pothead, you know, just a, a month ago. Spur to coffee addiction. <laughs> weed coffee, weed coffee, weed horrible cycle. Right. But I love coffee now, so fuck. I quit weed, but now I still drink coffee. Coffee's safe. In, in, to Is an it ex- because to caffeine's an also highly addictive? How many cups a day right now? Just one. Just, not, that's not absolutely even. fine. One one cup of coffee. I don't give a. There's not a doctor out there that would tell you you have to lose your one cup of coffee. Know, Five cups. No, I know. Has it is, become is a, a habit? single cup a gateway cup? To no. more cups, not yeah. all the time. I'm see, I'm see, for not some people, time, for, for some sure. people, yes. I had a, I had a cup of coffee every single day for two and a half years. Totally fine. It's just I like it in the morning. What do you mean was, totally fine? Look at you, Mac. You got a beard down to your balls. <laughs> some people like that. I caught you live streaming for six hours yesterday with one cup of coffee. I only drank <laughs> one cup of coffee yesterday. I'm telling you, I sat in one chair for six hours. Only one cup of coffee. One cup's all. But it's not, I just it's hate not bad. Co- I hate the idea of codependency. Are you anything. dependent on it or has it become part of your morning routine where I you're just like, it's know. nice? Okay, I don't know. Check that. I like it in the routine because I like to wake up, make myself a warm drink, and be like, wow. wow I love it. I love it. Let's have a nice day. Sure thing. It's part of the morning routine. It's not the, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I need coffee right now to wake myself up. It's Bro, also like, for camp, for training camp, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's perfect. And yeah. mo- most fighters- who, who train hard and in, in their training camps will drink coffee as part of their routine or some sort of caffeine because, anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coffee is great though, because for me anyways, I'd wake up, I drink coffee, energize out the fucking wazoo, sometimes more than a uh, pre-workout yep. and it suppresses my appetite. Yep. Coffee does that. Right. Yep. Yep. So if I'm trying Absolutely. to, if you're trying to cut weight, not only do you not have the energy that you didn't have in the morning, but you even have more energy because you don't have to feel the need to eat. Which is a whole nother battle when you're when you're training. There's a there's getting your tactical skills in, and then there's trying to work out when you have absolutely zero fucking energy and you're five pounds overweight a week before the fight. When you have zero percent body fat to lose, then. So in that way, I mean, depending on what you use it for, the there's practical applications for coffee. I just I question these things because I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to monitor my health. Mm-hmm. It's important. I, I won't stop taking those vitamins. I will not. I refuse uh, oh to go God, anywhere without dude. those vitamins. Start, you know, I travel with them too. You I have bring them to. everywhere I go. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We we started taking these. I, I turned you on to them, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. You I, were I, taking something. but Sure. I, I've been taking things for, for years, and these vitamins seem to be the kicker for me. Combined with echinacea 
in Mandalorian. You, you take a combo. Yeah. If you're if you're watching this, if you're watching this and you have uh, a struggle with any kind of uh, low immune or inability to fight off like common colds, like you find yourself getting sick all the time. Because I remember for for the past couple of years, we were getting sick all the time, all like the every time. couple weeks. And yes, we were drinking. Yes, we weren't sleeping enough. <laughs> so that added to it. Don't get me wrong. But we take we take this. Uh, and this is not an ad. This it should be. should be. It should be. I'm just. We're gonna do this because we love you guys, and, yeah. and we love this product. Like, great job forever who for whoever who invented these. Uh, these what these wellness formula pills. Mike turned me on to them. There's some. There's something in them. Again, for me, combined with monolaurin and echinacea. You take that stuff too. But look at the look at the rating on it. Full full wow. five star, twenty six hundred ninety one ratings on Amazon, and sometimes they like sell out, and I'll have to get a different brand. But for whatever reason, I take three of these a day, three I'm, to four. You I'm take six. like six, I'm right? Six a, day, yeah. a day, and uh, and you 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 feel this very herby feeling. They they actually have a little bit of uh, what's the what's the thing you take the shots of? Uh, like uh, the, illness, wellness, illness shots. Well, well yeah, illness like shots. Immunity shots. What, but a wellness shot of what's the stuff that kind of burns? Ginger. No, no. Yeah, it's ginger. What is it? Turmeric. Turmeric. Uh, I think it's got some of that kind of stuff in it, and so you you taste that a little yeah. bit. But it's it they they work very well. I will they say this. Very and I'm well. knock on wood when I say this, but I have not been sick all year. Oh no! I, by the way, I was gonna say it too, <laughs> oh, no. and I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it. So oh, no. happy you did. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of these, but I know. I know. I feel like when I don't take them. Anyways, health is 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 the, the guys. The I gotta say, this conversation. The, yeah. the routines of last year of like going out three For times sure. a week For and like sure. staying up till four a.m. It's going to absolutely destroy you, and that has not happened. How many times has that happened this year? I've also. No, zero. Maybe once, once, twice. One time, but like- Probably five to six for times. For me, zero. 10, obviously. 11 times? Not that many times have you guys <laughs> gone out and done crazy shit until five, six, seven in the morning and come home and then done the same thing the next night. It's like, yeah, it's not been a lot. I, do, I think I do that agree. more than anything I agree with you, you a thousand percent, I, and I'm positive that that represents a large percentage of- our wellness, yeah. but, but the reviews on these and, and people's response to these is pretty solid. And, and given still, like we still do, we, and, and also we have been quarantined. So we haven't been going out and exposing oh. ourselves to sickness as well. But for yeah. whatever reason, I, I agree with you and I'm with you. You know what else? What else? Sleep. So just important. La last thing I hit so on. Important. Just, just fucking sleep. Yeah. I was definitely caught in the, uh, the toxic hustle mentality, which, mm -hmm. was, which I don't hate when I was 21, 22, 23. Yeah, I, I stopped about 23, but you know, when you're growing up, it's like, yo, sleep is for the week. So I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, you're gonna die. You're gonna <laughs> if you die. Don't start if you don't start sleeping. If you don't start sleeping, swear to God, like I would go from four to seven hours regularly and thinking I'm a God. boss and wonder why I get sick every month for two weeks. Your body just didn't have the rest of it. I'm, I'm getting a good eight to nine hours now and loving it and yeah, hella productive so from the important. moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. What you got? I was just going to talk about fear a little bit. I, uh, I, I traveled this weekend to uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, be beautiful city, very clean, nice people. Shout out to anybody watching this from Indianapolis. Go, go Colts. I got, uh, no, I'll say go Pacers because I have a team in football, so go, go Pacers. Um, and for the week prior to going there, uh, I was going there for this public speaking engagement. I was going to do a public speaking to a group of service providers. That's all, what I, all I was told. I, I didn't know what kind of service they were providing. Um, I was going to give this speech about my book and I was going to get on stage before Jordan Belfort. And it was like this big thing with like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people sitting in this auditorium. And for the entire week beforehand, I had tremendous, tremendous anxiety. 
you guys, everybody who watches this show knows that I struggle with anxiety. I have, you know, these bouts of, you know, panic, anxiety, sweating, all of this stuff that goes along with performance. And even when it came time for me to like book the flights for it, I wasn't responding to the email. Whoa. Like he's like, yo, we have to get your flights booked, man. Like the events in like three days, ignore, ignore. Mm. I wasn't responding. And subconsciously, I was trying to sabotage my attendance at the event because I was so scared to get up there and talk in front of all these people. And, um, it, 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 I, so anyway, so I go, Amar comes with me and it, and it went great. It went absolutely great. I, I, I showed up, I planned out the speech very yep. well. I thought through what I was going to say, what people's reactions looked like. And I, and I really, really, as much as I have fought against manifestation, I really tried to imagine going up there and doing a good job and, and being proud of myself <laughs> nice. and, 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 and being a tri-state guy that just meditation fuck that give me medication i don't do that hippie bullshit but i did it and 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 i think it worked and so i walked off stage and it brought me to back to this thinking that the thing that separates you being the person who emulates and looks at celebrities and business people that are succeeding the thing that separates you from them is they always show up they mm. always show up I had to show up no matter what happened, whether I fucking broke down and melted on that stage from the worst panic attack of all time. I had to show up because mm -hmm. if I didn't show up, I wouldn't have had the success or the failure to learn from. And so I just wanted to bring that back to people because I know there are a lot of people out there that struggle with self-doubt, uh, worthlessness, depression, anxiety, and they say, I'm not getting out of bed today. You have to show up, just go. You have to not be scared of the potential failure and you just show up. And for people that have that around speaking on stage, the one thing that I learned was I, I, I started calling it prep and rep. I prepped so hard for speaking in front of these people, so hard so that every reaction they had, I had a joke to make. It went so freaking good. And when I walked off, I was like, if I do that 50 more times, those reps, I'm going to be so fucking good at this. Yeah, you're right. automated. Yeah, prep and right? rep. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome. What you're describing is like a pillar of success to show up. We talk about it with everything. Like you having a problem going to the gym and getting your fitness in, literally just go. Don't don't even you don't even have to work out. Go go in the gym and stand there for an hour and see what happens. I bet you'll end up on a machine walking at least. I'm not asking you to do a full-on rigorous workout, but show up. Like show the fuck up for yourself even. I think about that all the time like what am I doing this for? Probably, probably, probably me. Most of, most of the time, I'm working on myself and trying to become better. Show the fuck up for yourself. Nike has an, an entire their entire slogan is this: <laughs> "Just do it." Could be just show just up. Just might do as well it. Be show, just show up. up. Just do it. Go. Yes. And I love that you did that, Mike. And it went well. It went so well, man. It were went you great. nervous? Got, were you nervous when you first? So started I speaking? had. So I had. Um, a couple moments where I started to uh, fall into that feeling where I was like, yo, uh oh, like world's collapsing around me. And was it because of a uh, lack of a reaction from so, a crowd? No, or no, no. What it is is the... I, I switch topics and mm -hmm. I, I and, and in my planning, that transition from addiction to success, I didn't plan as well as oh, I could have. Okay. So even that small mm -hmm. drop in the prep cycle almost fucked me. So that's why the preparation is so, so important. But I got through it. I was making, I was making jokes and the jokes were very important. And the other thing that I really dove into at the end too, was um, somebody asked me like, why are you so good at networking? What, what is it that makes you so good? And I said, I always, I've said this before on the show. I always smile. Hmm. Every person I meet, the first time I meet somebody, 
when I shake their hand, it's, oh, shit, yo, what's going on, bro? Yeah. Good yeah, to meet up? you, bro. Yeah, you too, man. I heard about, like, whatever, right? And I, and I told them when they go out on their break to clock their interactions with people, go up to 10 people when you leave the break. Five of them, smile, laugh, be even maybe a little over the top animated about how happy you are. The other five, I mean, I don't know, man. The show's all right. Like, <laughs> take it or fucking leave it. <laughs> Bassmaster style. <laughs> See what the reaction looks like between the people you smile at and the people you don't. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that the connection you make with the five people whose first impression of you is that you are a happy, upbeat, fun-loving person is better than the ones that you don't smile to. So, I love that. I love that advice. You guys have any fears that you're are anything you're not showing up on? Ooh. I'm pretty bad at getting back to like emails. I like <laughs> you know you didn't want to send that one, but I just suck at it. It's not fear. I, maybe I just suck at it. Like a task. Know. It's almost like a task. I just I don't know. I feel like I'm better at communicating in person. I like to talk to people on the phone and kind of solidify things and then circle back a week later on a phone call. It just corporate terminology. Corporate terms, you know. Um, what am I fearful of? Logan, you want to, how about you take over this one? Anything you're not showing up for? That's why you are what, what you are, though. You right always now. show up. I know. Oh, I got it. I know. I, I, I'm not scared of a lot. Besides, like, some very, like, real physical thing. Like, I don't really like turbulence. I don't love, like, the deep, dark ocean. <laughs> like, I actually hate both of those. Something that I showed up for was uh, my relationship. Nice, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm terrified <laughs> of putting my heart in another person's hands. Are you fucking kidding me? That is so dangerous. They could crack it. Do you remember how I described? Remember how Literally. I described the relationships? What with the you pan? Love, no, with the steering wheel. Oh, oh, what'd you say? All right, so your heart. This is because it goes right with what you're saying. Your whole life, when you're single, you're just driving down the highway. You're driving down the highway. You got two hands on the wheel. You could switch lanes. Yeah. You pull into the breakdown oh, yeah. lane when you have a mental breakdown. Sure. If you want to hang out. And then, yo, you wake up the next day and you're driving along and somebody's like, yo, you want to be with me? You want this to be real? Take one of those hands off the wheel and put mine on. <laughs> and yo, literally, now someone else is helping you steer. And if that motherfucker decides one time, <laughs> they could steer your car into a wall off a cliff. Bro, so it's it's they very could. It, they could and 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 yes, are there super mentally strong people out there, or or maybe you could even call them not empathetic or or like <laughs> insane? I don't know who aren't affected by that hand pull. They're like, all right, then take your hand off, and they just start staring with one hand. There's some people out there like that, but for the most for the most part, people are, you know, they work in the relationship together, and if something goes wrong with that hand, and that hand jerks the wheel. Sure. Your life, your job, your kids, all of those things are at risk. And so I think that scares a lot of people who are used to having all of the control in their lives. For sure. Which, I, which I, bro, I totally am. And for me, it affects my mental health, which is crazy. Because guess what? Nothing affects my mental yeah, health. steel. Made of steel. Ironclad. I got yeah. Teflon, like you said, all over my body. But for some reason, when my heart is no longer in my control... I'm vulnerable. Yo, so I'm terrified. But I said, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. It's going great so far. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that's love, though. Love is vulnerability. I love know, is, I love is opening I up and letting somebody else, you know, have the chance to fuck your life in the ass if they want to. <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, you know, hopefully they don't. <laughs> uh, well said, Michael. Wait, I ha yeah, go. No, I got a lot. I have oh, a, you I don't? Have a well, lot. By all means. These are just like thoughts I had over the weekend, and I thought they were interesting. How many... um. How many sons of massively successful 
wealthy celebrities, sons or daughters, offspring, are also massively successful. Independently? Yeah. Or within the same business. Uh, like doing uh, the same thing. Independently make a name for themselves. Talking themselves. about generational wealth here? Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty guaranteed, dude. If you got It's not guaranteed. Well, it's, it's guaranteed one of two things. If you have an extremely rich, like billionaire or like super like high end celebrity, and you, one of their kids comes out, they're either going to be a billionaire businessman or a pseudo celebrity or an insane drug addict okay, so, okay, who so, goes the exact right. opposite way. So dude. I only know the latter. Yeah, like I don't know uh, truthfully many people who have successfully inherited their family's wealth and continue to go down that path. Yep, yep. And I was wondering because um, when I grew up. My house wasn't massive, but it also wasn't small. It was a, it was a comfortable space for my family and I to constantly be near each other. So the question that I started asking one night, randomly, was does the proximity that you spend with your family somehow contribute to your success later in life? The connection that you are pretty much forced to have because, you know, you go from the kitchen and you, after you eat dinner, you go right to the, the living room. Living you watch TV, TV with your family. family. Right? And a, a lot of massively successful people come from humble beginnings. They live in a small apartment, small house, single bedroom. You hear all the time. And I'm wondering if it's because of something that was instilled in you when you were a child with the love and connection, camaraderie you have with the people yes. around you drove yeah. you to push harder to escape that thing. 100%. Versus a large household when kids are growing up and they're in the mansion and you're five years old, you can go to your room, you can go to the basement and play in the, uh, watch the movie theater, you can go to the gym in the back. How much time are you really spending around your parents and your siblings when you can isolate yourself at any given moment? And does that make you complacent and not have the hunger and the drive to want to escape the thing that you grew up in because it's all you know? I could see desire and drive is a major factor for a lot of people's success, whatever you determine success as. You know, it's not necessarily millions of dollars and on move or in movies and famous and all that stuff. Success is different for so many people, sure. but definitely parenting is going to help you with that. We know that the you're the sum of the five people around you, and if you grow up with in a small household with successful people and or successful people or hardworking people that are willing to instill a drive in you to achieve something more, you're going to be more sure. primed to aim for success. Yeah, even just folks with integrity. Sure. Very simply, good people, yep. right? Yep. But if you're around people who are distant from you and focused on themselves and not willing to pass off information to you, and you're living in a place where there's a lot of success around you, but you're not feeling the um, that that flow to you as well, you might try to lash out to get it. You might go to external means to find your happiness yep. and gratification in, in drugs or whatever that is to send you the other way. Or you find your own independent drive that says, okay, these people around me are successful for doing this thing. Maybe I should follow that path and kind of look at what they did. If you're capable of seeing what was happening to make the success possible. Jaden Smith strikes me mm. as a person who followed the last thing last that you one. just mentioned. Yeah. But the reason why I, I asked this question is because I often I look around, I'm like, yo, there's not a lot of uh, offspring of successful people who are still being raised in a way where they're bred to be successful and, a, and then bred to work hard. Yeah. And, and I don't, when I become a parent, want to create an environment where everything is so automated that I'm sort of hands off with my kid where they, 
where they lose that thing that I had growing up because my dad and mom didn't give it to me easy. Yeah, there's another there's another adage that that comes up, and I keep using all these terms, but the biggest one here is is what people say: don't let money raise your kids. Yeah. Okay, and so a lot of these uber wealthy people that you're talking about, whether they exist here in the valley outside of L.A. or in Beverly Hills or in Greenwich, Connecticut, you know, which was not too far from where I grew up, they spend insane, exorbitant amounts of money annually on their nannying services. Yeah, a lot of these people don't see their kids at all, dude. Okay, mm-hmm. and so and so your question about what is it that happens within a close proximity family that keeps kids off of drugs and on the way to a successful career is back to a little four letter word that we just talked about, which is love mm. again, dude. And so, and so like that, that success and drive and desire to make themselves happy and feeling good and, the, and, and, and self-confidence to be successful is a byproduct of the love they were shown as the family unit. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, family like, cause, wants cause, them to succeed. Exactly. Like, think, like, think about it. If your if your parents aren't there to say, "Hey, I love you. You're a good kid. You should love yourself. I love watching you succeed. You're gonna do everything you ever dreamed of." Mm. If your parents aren't telling you, sitting there telling you those things, how are you gonna know that you can do everything that you want? How not know, but how are you gonna feel? Mm. Which is different. How are you truly going to believe that you can act, that you can attain everything that you've ever wanted in life? And so if your dad is John Travolta, I'm not I'm using this as an example. I don't I don't know what his kids are doing. And all he's doing is flying and movies and acting and the mom's doing her own pursuits. And, you know, Esperanza, the nanny is always there to give you your food and, and whatever. You're not going to get the 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 family unit that you got that builds those and breeds those kind of successful values. Right, right, right. Which is crazy because some would say the moment you sign up to be a parent, your purpose in life is to change completely changes to one thing. Your 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 child. But that's not how everybody acts. Well, of course not. It's so, (laughs) it's so hard. People are selfish. Like, sure. You have kids, but also like, damn, I, I still want to succeed and make money and, Mm. and do the thing I love every day, which is totally, Normal, like how how could yeah. any person completely devote completely devote their life to their kid when they have their kid and their All own I'm, desires and dreams that they still have saying. to accomplish? That's what I'm saying. So how? Because prioritize. Because bro, I'm down, when I have a kid, no, I'm not down to do this. But like, I, seriously, do I do I sell everything I own and move to a tiny little house and raise this kid in Colorado and teach him how to be a, a nice young chap? I think there's a I, balance. I don't think yeah, I don't you know. don't, I, don't have to do that right away. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. You're also in a very strange career path that's going to be so different than everyone else that has ever lived, and you haven't had children yet to bring into this world for that. Oh, but Amara, I mean, I have this conversation with Amara all the time. Like she's she's like, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm like, dude, we we travel, we we we. I, I'm busy all day long. Like, yo, I do not, I will not be the dad that when little Johnny comes home, he's like, Dad, can we play catch? I'm like. I'm busy, Johnny. 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. minutes, And I'm on a call with you. I'm on a podcast. I'm doing this shit. And Johnny's over there crying in the corner, you know, fucking who knows? I'm not even going to give an example here, (laughs) but, but like, but like, I don't want that to happen. And so, yo, Mm -hmm. I missed 10 years of my life because of the things that we talked about earlier in the show. If that means I can't be a good dad until I'm 45 years old Mm -hmm. and, and yo, my, my kid has to bury me when he's young and I'm old. I'm the old dude at the fucking high school, uh, uh, graduation. So be it. I'd rather be an old good dad than a young shit dad. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. And so even I told even her you the wanting same... to do that is good enough, right? Just saying that you want to be there for your kids is you a good start. That's you showing up. to be, absolutely. You know who's doing a real good job parenting? <laughs> oh, God. What <laughs> the fuck is this? Mind-blowing. Mike sent me this. I did, I did. He goes, have you seen oh, this? Oh, no. It's a YouTube oh, channel called God. Vlad and Nikki. He's oh. two kids. Do they have a popular page like that? Yeah, sure, sure. So, so forty nine point three million subscribers. I'm going to their most popular videos. <laughs> I almost don't even want to read these out loud because oh, half a billion views, like multiple times. regularly, regularly. Each video gets fifty to one hundred and fifty million views. What these two these two kids who uh, play with toys and and their moms heavily involved in their videos, but they're like scripted. They have little uh, cartoon animation effects. And it's just the, the I, I believe they're brothers, just having fun acting in videos and making some real wholesome content. But just to give you guys some numbers, if your video gets half a billion views, you make a you make a million dollars on, on a single video. Think, oh, think about this for a second, because this is the you know when people million, say there's million, levels to this three, shit. Four. This is this is what they're talking about. Like all the times we have Jimmy on, the, or, or we talked about Jimmy on the show, and 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 Mr. Beast, like yo, shout out Mr. Beast, fucking crazy numbers, crazy numbers, crazy. But yo, when you 10x that shit, every video you put out, bro, that magic little driver video at the top there, 496 million views, they made a million dollars cash on that video. Is how long? A is family it? vacation. And what about the ad placement? Like, what about no, that's so, so so yes, a, a, that's not more. even starting. That's just YouTube ad revenue. So yes. now you've got so now you've got the placement of um of of sponsorship shirts, branded products that they are creating. I cannot even begin to imagine how much money these people are making. Be, they're, they're, dude, they're Russian. So is that why they're not on the Forbes list at the end of each year? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Does they, anyone they know? Did, so they did get on on the last one. That's where I found them. They were at the top of the YouTuber list on Forbes. That makes sense. Yeah, Vlad, so I, Vlad and Nikki. How much How much money do they? I, I don't think it was a figure one. I think it was like the highest earning YouTubers or something they share like it with that. all of Russia, though? Yeah, that's a that gra- that another works? great question. I think Putin gets a good share of that. But... Uh, uh, Total views. Look at total views. Ooh. 14.3 billion. Jesus. Estimated yearly earnings are 2.3 million. No chance to 37.3 yeah, million. Higher end. For bro, sure. Buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do these kids retire at five? How old are That's they? They're already five. retired. Who knows? They're retired right now. Like they're doing this, but like Oof. they're never going to, they don't ever have to work a single fucking day in their life. Well, they're doing it. But do they know, like, do they even know they're working? Do they even know what they're doing? Absolutely not. Their parents Absolutely are just saying, not. hey, no way. get in this car, drive it up to your brother. I'm gonna point it. They probably don't even know what a camera really is. Not yet. Not yet. But, but okay. This is like a prime example. Like, do, do these kids grow up and maintain their that? success? Oh, whoa. you know? Wow. Wow. There's magic. Magic there's laughter. Editing. Can we talk about the ratio really quick? 1.3. <gasps> oh, my God. Why dude, so many thumbs down? Can you see if there's any other videos? Can, can you go to another one? I want to see if that's a. 1.3 million thumbs up, 700,000 Wait, wait, wait. Thumbs what down. about the nursery rhyme that had 871 million plays on the side? What the? F- these are Jake Paul numbers. Oh my why God. are they so? Why are these the ratio so fucked? Wow, things have changed. Maybe and, the people instantly. Do people hate the fact that they're utilizing their children for this stuff? Is that what? I don't know. Why do they? 
Let's read a they're comment. Oh my bad. god, dude! Why so bad? Who are the three hundred? I don't understand what's going. What are the, go, go to down. the comments. Go to the comments. Oh, you want to try to read the comments? Yeah, I think you forgot when I said it. They're Fuck fucking Russian. Russian. <laughs> oh, comments oh. are turned off because they were Uh-oh. so bad. It was all the Uh-oh. same fans that talked shit about us on the George episode. Are we uncovering a conspiracy right here? Something's, are they are they six happening. nine in their numbers right, right so now? I'm first off. I w- I've I've scrolled a significantly long distance down the page and they're at a hundred and twenty million <laughs> views per video. Oh my god! Wow! Like, I cannot. What is going on with that ratio? Down thumb ratio on each video. Who, is it people that don't like kids? Don't like Russians? Like what is the Guys, down? These thumbs? seem like some robot numbers. Let me tell you. Think you think this is all whack? I don't know. We had an election hack, right? By by Russia. You you never know with those so, numbers. So they hacked Vlad and Nikki's channel at the Maybe. same time and just thumbs down. More money for Russia, the share in the share. Well, listen, we 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 love Vlad and Nikki. Um, you, you guys are good. Bringing you guys on the show. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to learn English. It'd be an interesting episode. We have some. Uh, you want to talk about some of the guests coming up, or should we just keep surprising people? Do you, I like I like building the vibe a little sure, bit? Sure, don't sure. you? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Wednesday of the, uh, coming out Thursday this week. Uh, Nade Shot is coming on the show this week. We're gonna talk gaming with Nade Shot, one of the biggest uh, gamers in the world. Has built a, a bustling business out of out of uh, esports. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, we've got. The Dolan Twins coming on, I believe, next, next week. Next week. Yeah, next week. That's going to be good, too. Yeah. Yep. Have a long history with those kids. Absolutely. Real, they came over the house the other day, tried to, tried to sell me their Sprinter van. Did you buy it? Did, wasn't interested. But the last time we had spoken before that, it was just it was Twitter beef, you know? Like, it, yep. was, it, was, it was not healthy. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to have them on the show and be able to, like, talk about how... I met them when they were 14, 15, right, with Jake, right. when they first came out to Hollywood. And they've had a crazy journey of their own as well, so that's going to be cool. Five person show for that one. Wow, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a banger. Wow. Uh, and then uh, who's the blah, 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 blah. who else are we working on? Ah, shit, a bunch. Of, oh, oh yeah, I was gonna say we haven't had Nelk on in a while. We haven't had Steve on ever. Oh, so he, something, and I, and, yeah, and I just made a video with them the other day, which which has done great because everybody loves those guys except for. Brendan Fraser, whatever the guy's name that wrote the article about them in the star. So we should probably have Nelk back on Steve. And then we're working on some uh, super intelligence guys, like mm-hmm. all kinds of cool guests coming up that I we're not going to interrupt or argue with in any way, shape, or form. I just got off the phone with Elon. <laughs> he says he's booked up for a little bit, but okay, okay. we're working on that one. Okay. So it was that it was your Uber driver? Who's Elon? Uh, he has a small aeronautics, <laughs> small business, yeah, small, uh, space exploration kind of thing. Also, Jake's fight is uh, postponed. Crazy, he, really? He's pissed. He's so mad. By months, right? Yeah, month, a month and a half, I think. Is it because of him, or because of trailer, or because of what? Apparently, the traffic they're getting to the site is so great. They're truly trying to maximize uh, capturing. Yeah, capturing all audience. Wow. They want to. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Okay, I'll no, say this: yeah. they want to host the event somewhere massive, mm-hmm. and it takes is a little uh, navigating, careful navigation to be able to make that happen. There's only some states you're allowed to do it, especially right now. Yeah. Why does the event? Why does the venue matter? Since no one can go to watch it. Mm, that's not true. Depending on what state you're in. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Got it. Like in, in when I was in Indiana, no mask required, indoor, yep. anything you want, do whatever you want. There's yeah, no sure. no no coronavirus. So imagine they if it they, was in, they would assume there's no COVID there. Bro, imagine if it was in a, New fo- a football stadium. Wow. And and they just want to make sure their in- infrastructure is right. Dude, it's Mike Tyson's return. <laughs> like like Loki, you had to have seen this coming. This is going to be one of the coolest things to happen. I can't if wait. If not the, the coolest thing to happen in 2020, please. We need or some ever. light ever in the world history. How old is he? 
53, 54? I, dude, I just don't know if I would want to be 53 and getting rocked in the head. He's 54. Yeah. Um, Any updates on... Uh, seems dangerous. On Jake Paul. Um, he's actually coming back to LA, though. Uh, obviously, because he, he can't continue training as hard as he is for that prolonged period of time. He's going to take a week off, kind of just chill, relax, <laughs> then get back into the zone. But can you imagine being in training camp thinking, this is it. This is the guy. This is it. This is my Don't. sole mission. And they're like, no, hold up. Not really. There's he, no mission. There's no I'm mission anymore for, <laughs> for another two months. But it's still going to be great. I don't know when it's going to happen. But November 9th, maybe? That would be Late funny. November. Late November. Oh, Imagine okay. going back to promoting that date again. November 9th. Someone uh, asked me about a picture in my camera roll the other day from when we hung out after after the fight. And they were like, they didn't have it on their phone, but I did on mine. And she was looking for it. I was like, oh, yeah, just go to November 9th. Eventually, she found it. I was like, oh, yeah. She said, how do you know that date? And it's <laughs> Can't ever infamous, forget it. Infamous a big, date. Big deal around here. Did you, is that a, what I think it is? Yeah, but I'm going to do it after. Oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> I think that's it, guys. Thanks for watching this episode. Uh, I don't know. It felt, felt weird to me, boys. Which, which one? What? This episode. I, lo- I thought it was great. I think we delivered value. Great conversation around love, parenting, Cardi B. We were all over the place. It felt good to me. All right. All right. All right. Well, let us know what you thought. Uh, I was definitely a bit out of it. I, I, I told you before the show. Oh, I put yeah. My, and you, did, you did good. I put my hand on your shoulder. I said, Mike, help. And you said, for what? I said, I don't know. I just feel dumb. I feel so so dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't you need to feel good, like though. that. You are like I that. I am dumb. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs> it goes to subscribe to Puzzle Clips. Huh? All right. We'll see you next week. Take it easy, fam. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.